Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to the Blank Slate. Thanks for pushing play. Uh, this is Rich Camelucci uh, here on the Blank Slate with my co-host over our uh, Skype or, you know, whatever. Uh, Mullet. Mullet, what's going on? Yo, what's up, man? I have things going on. You've, you've got a couple. I have a few. I've got like an 11-pound thing going on downstairs. Yeah, no, I've got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, no, you've got, you got a lot. There's varying degrees of having things going on. Uh, <laughs> the good thing is that with my thing I have going on, it's surprisingly allowed me plenty of time and opportunity to have other things go on as well. Uh, we, it's almost like we both have babies, and they're both growing. Hey, Liz. It's a gross metaphor. We now. do. It's a very gross metaphor. Hey, how much does yours cost? A lot less. So far. Yeah, you want to trade? <laughs> you want to trade? Uh, Bro, well, can we just, like, I, we're not going to, like, talk, talk about I had a baby. You can If you're listening to this show, you've heard that on the other, like, two shows that I'm on. So you know that. But if I can just have a hot take for a second. Hey, daycares, go fuck yourself. You should be cheaper. I, that, and do, do you want to elaborate? No, because I don't want to be angry for the rest of the show. I have positive things I want to talk about. All right. Well, <laughs> so I don't want to. You're the one who called this meeting of the blank slate. So by all means, take the reins. Well, no, you know, it had been a while since we had a blank slate in general. It had been a while since you and I have been able to, to wax on, you know, entertainment and sports and whatever else is going on. So I thought, you know, when I had a little bit of time, you know, we should jump on the horn and kind of catch up and see what each other have missed. You know, in in in, in the realm of that, not in the realm of our personal lives, because people really don't want to hear. I get pooped and pissed on and spit on every day. That that's a recap of my life, and in terms of like what my life is. Um, I'm sure yours is exactly the same. And I'm thankful every day for it. Yeah, but um, but beyond that. You know, I have some opinions and some stuff I want to discuss. Crack them out. Um, yeah. So, well, where do you want? To, what what area do you want to start in? You could call me a blank slate because uh, I'm I'm down for whatever. Cool. Alrighty. Well, the the bulk that was the cheesiest Jesus being... shit. Fuck me. <laughs> Dad joke, Richie. Yeah, for um, real. I feel like I'm already like kind of taking people's comedic value away <laughs> just, from, <laughs> just with my sheer presence and what I do on, on a regular basis. Um, well, you being the TV guy, being the picked up man, when I had my guest in on picked up, it was the beginning of the season um, when I wasn't really watching any of this before I had a baby and I was really behind on stuff. And if one thing having a child and being up at all hours of the night has allotted me the time to do, it has been catching up and watching a shit ton of television. Um, so I, I kind of wanted to, to throw my hot takes out there on things that you, I don't think you've watched and also things that I know you've watched that I wasn't able to really talk about to begin with. Um, so I have a little list here. Uh, let me start off first with the two things I'm currently in the process of starting slash watching. Uh, I have watched the first episode of The Wire. Now, oh. 
I should have probably started with that <laughs> because it is long, it is heavy, um, and it's difficult to do because a lot of my television watching has been, you know, I'm woken up at three o'clock in the night, time for a feeding, it's time to get, you know, Jillian back to sleep. I have an hour, so I can crack out, you know, shorter shows in a really good period of time, but also, like, I could sometimes be done in 20 minutes because she's asleep and, oh, cool, I get to go back to sleep. So it took me like three days to watch the first episode of The Wire <laughs> because I want to pay attention. Yeah. I, I, I've heard I've heard how in depth you and Rudy went, and like how much there is, and I love those type of shows, and I love to pick up on those things. Um, so I'm terrified to keep going <laughs> because <laughs> like I don't I I don't want to miss a thing because the first episode was really really good. I, I got everything already. I, I'm very excited to see what happens. But I'm hesitant to keep going because it's going to be a dark and slippery slope. Um, do you have any advice? Like, because I know you cracked it out. How quick did you crack it out? In a couple weeks, I feel like. No, it was um, it was more like I watched the first episode and didn't watch it again for like four years, and then oh, right, right, right. But once you started, started, and then yeah, once I started, um, it was, it was a few months it was a couple months okay yeah so maybe so maybe i just need to take your approach so we'll, we'll, we'll talk in the second episode of the wire in 2021 i was gonna um, say you're gonna finish this in like five six years i will finish this in enough time for them to remake the wire <laughs> the other thing i started i'm done with the second episode and again it's kind of the same in that it's an hour show um not that i've had issues with hour shows it's been easier doing them with sam because we're both you know, taking turns. Uh, I'm on this box of the third episode of Freaks and Geeks. Ooh. Did you first come around? No, yeah, never. I wanted to when it was on television. I just didn't get the chance. And then everybody on that show and the pedigree that surrounds it was always interested and just plain forgot about it. I just, I lived like how that show lived. I just was like, you know, yeah, it exists, but like, I don't know. And then I finally saw it on my, on my queue and I was like, oh, yeah, that should be next. Yeah. Um, and it's really, really good. It, it's it's very interesting to see, like, in two episodes, I, I don't know, like, where certain things are going, but I see, like, really, not alarming, but I see things in each person who have, who have um, evolved since that show. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting to see, like, like if, if I watch a show in 1999, I'm like, Hmm, that Seth Rogen guy, he's definitely going to kill somebody. Like, <laughs> he just seems very, you know, like, and it's, it's a good portrayal, like, it's perfect, but it's so different than what we know of now. Same thing with Jason Siegel. Uh Franco's fucking Franco. Um, yeah. He's, like, the one uh, constant. Yeah, he's, uh, but then also... James Franco I, and Sam Levine are the two constants in that show. I love Sam Levine. He's no, great. <laughs> they're great, but they have not changed since then. Oh, no, absolutely not. Uh, John Francis Daly just realized that he's just a better writer. Uh, yep. <laughs> so he just picked up a pen. But I, for a lot of these projects, I have, I think for each television show, I have somebody where I'm like, I'm, I'm creating uh, what I like to call, because you and I have, you and I each have that person that we've talked about forever. Yours was Andre Brower, who I've been trying to steal from you ever since you told me. And then mine was always Donald Logue. And Donald Logue kind of got ruined because of Gotham for me. And that, like, okay, Donald, I love you, but you're on the, you're on your own with this one. 
Um, but each of these projects has one for me, and in Freaks and Geeks so far, it's fucking Linda Cardellini, who is just amazing. And really should be doing more of everything. Uh, I think she's still locked in that room by Don Draper, but that's okay. Uh, that's why it was such a treat to see her pop up in Mad Men, because I had... Yeah. I'd watched Freaks and Geeks, and aside from those two things, like, I got nothing. I mean, I, yeah, I didn't watch the fucking Scooby-Doo movies. You know, I, I she was she was fine in Grandma's Boy, but it's Grandma's Boy. But besides that, it's like, why isn't she in more? She's great in Freaks and Geeks. Um, so, yeah, so I have that going on. So those are the two active uh, things that are no longer on the air that I'm trying to get through. Cool. Uh, so things that I have completed that you know are there's they're probably going to continue but have not had their continuation yet well the first thing it's, i don't know if it is going to but from your recommendation because i didn't know it existed i watched the evolution of hip-hop which was fucking dope oh real quick one last thing on um uh freaks and geeks uh the companion piece sure. to that um which is i believe they're half hour episodes so it's a little easier to undeclared consume. undeclared yeah i i don't know i have to see when it is. I don't know if it's on Netflix or not, but yeah, I, I think I feel like I watched that. Wasn't that like on ABC Family at some point? Maybe I have no clue, honestly. I just remember like like watching a couple episodes on it, like when it was on, and liking it, but just never like following up with it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Evolution Hip Hop is fucking amazing. So so good. Uh, I, I feel like I need to be honest with you in that uh, I canceled your recommendation to RJ Mills to watch it. Because I just don't want him to know that much. You, but I mean, <laughs> you mean you reached out to him and told him to not watch it? No, no. When we were when we were at the New Year's party, uh, I was oh. like in person with him. He was. I, I was just like talking to somebody offhand that I was like about to finish it, and he was like, "Oh yeah, Rich told me I should really watch it." I'm like, "You really shouldn't because <laughs> it's gonna totally fuck up the dynamic." And that like, like he would have known who the Sugar Hill gang is, like. This past week, and it, he wouldn't have, you know, blinked an eye at it. Well, that's the other thing is like he could have been able to school Tope on a couple things. Like he could have been able to to bring out the fact that they like stole their lyrics, and and where they started from was just some like lady in Jersey's idea, and that would have blown Tope's mind. I don't know. It would have been interesting. You got to say that. It would have been. I, I I feel like if he wants to do that around April first, that'd be perfect. Uh, <laughs> like we'll have him watch like the first episode. Like we'll try to plant seeds in Tope's head. Like oh, you should really do this song, and like RJ just fucking rips him a, a new one in terms of like knowledge. But uh, yeah, couldn't agree with you. It's like the more. message, like Grandmaster Flash. <laughs> <laughs> Tope's expecting him to be complaining about people pissing on the stage, and he's like, I get the social commentary. He's like, what? No! <laughs> uh, but yeah, totally. I wish it was fucking longer. Like, I hate that it was only four yeah. episodes. Um, like, once it, it basically got to, like, the juicy stuff, it stopped. Yeah, I mean, and you could have... Go ahead. Cool, because, like, all the other stuff was just, like, actually informational and actually telling us stuff that like you know you and i probably didn't know about like you know literally how it all started in those early like battles and stuff but yeah when it got to like okay it's a nationwide thing now uh and it's uh, like if it, 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 it was like okay and it stopped evolving after this 
which you can argue maybe yeah, yeah. <laughs> but right you could make you could make that argument i it, it that was my one complaint is that the fourth episode felt very very rushed and kind of abrupt in that like the chronic it was the chronic changed the game and here we are and it's yeah. like what well, i agree that the chronic is the reason why rap became mainstream and crossed over but there's i mean yeah we do just don't want to talk about people starting to kill and shoot each other like i get it yeah <laughs> Because that is directly next, but you know we could have ex- could have extrapolated a little bit more. Um, so that they could possibly be doing more in the future. I don't know. I don't see what else you really can can do. Um, but yeah, I also get a recommendation for me. So thank you for that recommendation. No problem. Uh, Stranger Things. We cranked out Stranger Things like you would not believe. Yeah, what you guys um, think? I think we. And we did it in a day and a half. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Uh, I've been waiting to talk to you because you've had the hot take, and Samantha and I started to discuss the hot take of kids can't act. Because I, I was intently watching that this entire time. I like the kids. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I'm always on my podcast somebody that's like, you know, fuck the kids, like they, they suck too. And I, I always give them a longer leash because of LVPs. You know, they, they, a lot of times I don't know what they're doing. But in this, for me, it just fucking worked. Um, I didn't like. I, I'm forgetting what was the black kid's name. I I don't remember any of their names. <laughs> I love fucking Dustin. I loved fucking Mike. Uh, man, it's going to drive me nuts. Oh, I can't believe I'm going to Google black kid on Stranger Things. Man. That was the third result. How about that? What were the other two? <laughs> and the, th- the third result from the Google res- Google search is a Reddit post. Does anyone else hate the black kid in Stranger Things? <laughs> That's terrible. Um, but it... it, it I, I, I'm not a fan of, like, nostalgia porn. I'm not a fan of just, like, oh, well, you have to like it because, you know, it doesn't remind you of this. No, to me, it really stood on its own and had great performances, had a great style, great story. Um, And I'm kind of sad, like, I remember you and Spencer talking about it, like, wondering where it's going to go. I kind of, like, don't want to know. Like, I, I, I'm, of course, I want to watch the second season, but I almost kind of wanted to just like be its own thing, and it be more so like an anthology story than these same characters again. Uh, Lucas, Lucas was the kid. Lucas, yeah. So okay, I think the my thing with the kids is a little misconstrued because I, while yes, I did dislike their acting, I disliked more so the way they were written over that. Um, it just bugged me. Uh, that they just so far into this is happening. There's no denying that. Yes, the government is after us and yes, she has powers so far into that. And they're still quibbling over very just frustrating things like i get if it was if it was childish things but it was just frustrating things um and then yeah yeah i mean i i think i may have mentioned like i, I 
the version of the show that I want to see, mostly because it would abandon the kids, would be to follow the sheriff. And, like, that's sort of the anthology is like, all right, what's the new crazy thing of the season this year, you know? Yeah, I I guess because of, you know, trying to think of 80s movies that have kids. Like, I, I, I see kind of the reactions being similar, like, Fucking Elliot and Gertie and E.T., you know, are, are they're still children. So how would how would children realistically react? Like you as a little kid, probably Dustin. How would you react? <laughs> Real you original. That situation? Well, I meant just because you wear hats all the time. Um, right, right, right. Real original. It's not. It's not because of your massive lisp that everyone can hear. <laughs> it's not because. Also, I, do you I, know like. That, that that kid uh, is like a Broadway actor, and he was Gavroche and Lame Is. Um, I didn't know that, but it I I see that I see it. I was surprised about that. I'm interested to see. That's why, like, he was kind of my favorite because, like, knowing that when I started watching the show, I just immediately had more respect for him as a Broadway actor. <laughs> so he got like <laughs> even more. Uh, I was well, surprised. Yes, of like, course, I mean, Dustin has trod the boards, so he, you know, obviously can play the part with more weight and gravitas. Yeah, like uh, James Lipton is waiting for his uh, for his uh, inside the actor studio already. Uh. But yeah, the, the way they were written didn't bother me as much as, you know, I could see more moments of them just being, like, shitty little kid actors than anything else. Um, uh, my MV, uh, Not my MVP, but, like, guy who I want to see everything that is in now would be David Harbour, the, the yeah. chief of police. Oh, yeah. That guy just crushes it. And, hey, Winona Ryder, you are great in one scene and terrible in the next. <laughs> Man, I just love the fact that she played pedal to the fucking metal <laughs> she was she was swinging for the fences with every line um and, nobody else nobody else is calling <laughs> and so if you're gonna count. be on netflix that's the place you get to do it <laughs> that's bottom line just ask kevin spacey yeah there you go just fucking go for it uh i uh everyone shut up about barb um just it you know fine yeah no, cool you yeah it shut up. up she's dead i'm just saying well i'm just like i'm bringing it up to say to everyone stop bringing it up she's gone deal with it um and my last whole thing was uh uh jonathan will's brother man they really really wanted uh that guy from spider-man and chronicle to be in that what's the fucking guy's name it's gonna drive me nuts he's in the new uh, luke Basson movie Oh yeah, that that narrows it down uh, for me. Dane De, Dane DeHaan. Oh, that okay. guy. Oh, that you know, guy. Yeah, they really wanted that guy to be in it <laughs> because that's. I know you guys were talking about how like you really really like that actor. I did not like him at all. He's bothered me. Just too creepy, too weird looking. Um, well, yeah, I'm sure he gets on all his casting calls. So I apologize. Yeah, <laughs> I apologize. Uh, so, yeah, to the point Stranger of the, things, of the character. I, I know, but come on. Um, so yeah, dug that. Uh, most recent thing I finished, Master of None. Um, really enjoyed it. Really, really liked uh, the writing. My question to you was, is it okay if my least favorite part of it was Aziz Ansari? 
yeah, I think that's fine. Because um, he's just kind of more so like the vessel of the show. Um, and it lets everyone else sort of stunt around him, you know? Like, if he's not just kind of a bland sounding board, like, his dad on the show, for example, doesn't pop as much. Uh, nor do either of his friends, you know? Um, yeah, he is uh, your ph level zero uh in the show where everything gets to kind of be wacky around him you know uh, okay because like i just i've always liked disease in yeah, his stand-up and everything else i've seen him in and just like i think ha- having so much of him he just stood out so much amongst like everybody else to where noah wells who i think crushed it and snl missed the boat on that i thought she was great yeah um and I like, I love uh, like you said, all of his friends of uh, of female actors that SNL just like completely shit the bet on, and they're going on to just like, kick ass everywhere else. Yeah, they're doing they're doing great, funny ass things. Um, whereas all the guys that they don't give a chance at, they're like, okay, you guys are probably right. <laughs> but, you know, Brooks Wheeler just keeps popping up and shit. John Milheiser, there's a day that goes by where he's not doing a new project. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but the women seem to be, you know, absolutely fantastic. Uh, so I thought she was great. I loved uh, Kelvin Yu, the guy that played Brian. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, Aziz Ansari's dad is so much better than his mom. Whoa. <laughs> his poor mom. His poor <laughs> mom was like, I see that being a two-hour conversation. It's like, I don't want to do it. Mom, come on. Dad's doing it. <laughs> I want to see his dad. I wanted to see his dad. I want to see his dad take all the roles that the guy that played um, the Indian guy in the terminal gets. I want to see him get all those parts Uh, from here on in. Yeah, 100%. It's also, I think, another thing about Aziz is it was, um, again, it was just a very different role from what we're used to seeing him as. We're used to seeing him as sort of like the the supporting role that everyone else in the show gets to play. Um, and mm-hmm. he can, you know, sort of stunt like that and just kind of get the good lines and, and all that good stuff. But yeah, so, you know, I mean, he was, he was uh, pretty instrumental in everything else that was why that show was good as well. Oh, of course. No, it's yeah. just like seeing him so much. Just, I don't know, just at a certain point, you just, like, kind of wore me down. I was like, I want to see everybody else. I want to yeah. see fucking Arnold play with that weird-ass seal again. Like, Absolutely. <laughs> I want one of those. I want one of those stupid fucking seals. I have a happy life. I don't need a companion. I just want one. Uh, there was one other take. Oh, it was, it was, it was good to see Claire Danes in something. I, I don't watch Homeland, and I've generally just had a negative uh, opinion of her this entire time. But I like Claire Danes in this, because she's Good. just a basket case. Um, another show that I didn't necessarily appre- like the ending to, though. Again, I thought it was kind of abrupt and wasn't as keen on it. Kind of like uh, kind of like it was for Evolution Hip Hop in a totally different way. But just, you know, kind of wanted, you know, something else. But yeah. I can see where it's going... I- I feel like a lot of, you know, I compare this obviously to Louie and compare this to uh, Baskets, which just came back and I'm 
I've been on record saying I'm a big fan of. I was the one that I was the one that got Louis Anderson the the Emmy. So you're welcome, Louis. Single-handedly. Um, single-handedly got Louis Anderson an Emmy. Um, but I feel like they all like they just love kicking their audience in the gut a little bit to end it out. And it's like having watched all these projects and watching them season after season, it's just kind of worn me that there's never, you know, a quote unquote happy ending. Um, so I, I I don't know I you know, pain is comedy, but <laughs> you know, I want somebody to be happy. Yeah. Maybe he'll be happy. Maybe he'll be happy making pasta. Well, I guess I have to wait and find out, don't I? <laughs> uh, that said, uh, I know you're behind on SNL, but if you didn't watch his episode of SNL last week, it was my maybe my favorite of the season. Uh oh, Aziz's. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't get a chance to watch it yet. Yes, he um just the clip. regular I saw the monologue, um, and I Great saw. Monologue. Uh, a clip of um, the sketch where him and the newer uh, featured player, what's her name? Melissa, Melissa, like Villalobos or yeah. Villalaros. Yeah, that was an amazing sketch. That probably saved. Clip. That probably gave her another season. Yeah. Well, I was I was excited because I follow SNL on Instagram, and I saw that she got to like do a sketch with the host. Uh, and mm-hmm. so I was like, oh, cool. She's getting looks good for her. Cause I, I didn't know what else she could do otherwise. Um, and then I saw a clip of the sketch, uh, the interrogation sketch for La La Land. Yes. The Ricky Dunlop story. Um, <laughs> but that was great. That was just Cecily and Beck Bennett. Beck, Be- Beck Bennett, I think has been the MVP of the season so far. Um, oh, for sure. Just for the doing sheer amazing. amount of time he's had to spend with his shirt off. True. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a lot of pressure. Um, but yeah, there was uh, the interrogation sketch. I was specifically going to mention that sketch with um, with her and Aziz as a standout. But even they had some weird ass like Chuck E. Cheese pizza sketch. They had a hilarious uh, lawyer sketch. Um, just through and through a really, really, really good show um, that was encouraging to see. Uh, for what's been a good SNL season, but um, and then they went and know. suspended Katie Rich. Yeah, then they then they fucked it all up. Um, yeah, it's been a, it's been a weird season, it, you know. And you touched on it with Tony. Yeah, you touched on it, and by that I mean the world. It's been the world's in a weird season right now. We'll bet. Uh, we're waiting for sweeps to turn everything around. <laughs> uh, rounding out the Netflix train, uh, I watched Making a Murderer. Did you watch Making a Murderer? Yeah. You did. It's been so long. It's the been only over re- a year at this point. The only reason I did was because the second season of Serial was so bad. <laughs> and like, <laughs> and you didn't hold something. my... Yeah, like, my, my true crime thirst hadn't been quenched. And I'm not, like, a big true crime person anyway, but, like, when it's done well, bring it on. I agree. So, everyone's... You know, one reason why you should stay tuned to ArcadeAudio.net sometime around April. So, you know. Ooh. Ooh. That's a, that's a blank slate scoop. It's a blank slate exclusive. Uh, I we were going to say. Try not to put the cart before the horse here, but I'm excited yeah. about this one. Good. I were going to say, that's why you shouldn't have watched Making a Murderer, because I wasn't really a big fan. <laughs> oh. Um, Yeah. The 
the st- it it was very repetitive. Um, very. It, it didn't be ten hour episodes. And it was fun. Yeah, it it could have been like six or seven, and it was fun to get swept up in like sort of the more the memes of the show, such as like the Brendan Dassey thing, which you know we might see him at WrestleMania this year. Um, the uh, that's allowed to be discussed on the blank. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the uh, the two lawyers, I forget their names. Jerry and uh, I, I don't remember. Yeah, they were they were fun. They were good. They ended up like going on tour off of this show. <laughs> Which, really? Like, keep getting them checks, dudes. Um, yeah, the they were like defense lawyers. They don't need to go. They don't need checks. They're they fine. Well, you know, keep getting them making a murderer checks. Like, your defense lawyers in Wisconsin. Like, <laughs> gives a shit. Um, uh, what else was fun about it? You know, about this murder story. Um, my thing was just at a, at a certain point, like like four or five episodes in, when it started to get repetitive. It also, just got like fucking depressing and sad in terms of. And there's no other like nice or easy way to put this. Just how fucking low class it was. <laughs> Yeah, well, it just that, was... I think that was also like another big part of it was just sort of the, uh, the 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 rubbernecking car crash element to it, where like you can observe the you know these the junkyard people from the comfort of your futon while eating. Uh, graham crackers and drinking cocoa you know like it i was drinking i was eating graham crackers at one point it's kind of creepy Boom. um um for me also yeah. it was a um it was scratching the itch that i wanted or that was created by the jinx for me i just, i started watching the jinx and like i guess too much of it had been like you you cut out uh, the jinx uh, a lot of it was like scratching uh, the itch that was left for me by the Jinx on HBO. The okay. uh, the no, Robert love, Durst the thing. Yep. So, because I started you watching know, that. I, that's that was kind of my holdover. What was the Jinx? Well, yeah, because like, after Serial One, Season One, that's the next thing I watched, and that was super poppable. I think it was six episodes, wasn't it? Did you like? It, it? was super. I love the Jinx. Absolutely love the Jinx. I think we talked about it on a former blank slate. Probably, yeah. It just did not scratch the itch I was looking for. Oh, see, I fucking loved it. I absolutely loved uh, loved the Jinx. I actually rewatched it. Um, uh, And that's why I was looking for making murder. Too much going into it. Just as far as like, I've uh, basically I've seen too many sketches about about the Jinx before I actually watched it. So I knew not just like the outcome of the trial, but like all the shit that was just essentially recreated. Sure. Sure. Um, that's how I kind of felt going into making a murderer because I kind of avoided everything. Like I saw like the, the uproar of some certain ends. And I knew like the Brandon Dassey, some of the Brandon Dassey stuff cause we're wrestling fans. So people would make comments on it and stuff. Um, so like, that's why it was more, I'd even more so of a disappointment is that I shelter myself from expectations and opinions of a lot of people who I, you know, regarded. And it's kind of like left like a, eh, well, okay. 
Like, and I, I was around like it was around like episode six when I felt it. So it took me a while to do the last four episodes because I was just like, man, like I'm, I'm more than halfway. I, I need to finish it. Not in like a True Detective season two way, uh, but more, so, more so like, a, well, fuck, like no, you know, that is that is true sickness. A True Detective season two way. <laughs> I had blue balls in my heart. Okay. Um, <laughs> Don't you fucking dare. <laughs> What are you gonna what, fuck my father with my mom's headless corpse stop on the it. front lawn? Stop it! I'm just gonna keep putting it. I no, can't stop. What no, I you're start. Not. Uh, so yeah, so I I don't know if I'd watch the second season of it. Um, I'm I think I'm good on true crime for a while. <laughs> the other thing was it kind of reminded me. So on uh, Sam and I's podcast, Mary Movies, a long time ago, we watched Winter's Bone, which was like a really well-reviewed Oscar-nominated film that we just didn't like at all. Like, actually kind of hated. Um, and a lot of it we attributed to was like, I just don't want to watch this. Like, I just don't want to watch people be poor and, like, suffer. This isn't a world I want to be dropped into and escape to. Yes, like, I, I, I don't mind escaping in a heavy story if it's... It just didn't have again the kind of like I was talking about with in a much different realm, you know these personal dramedies that have like crappy stories. I just want to see a fucking light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> There's like no, it's just more tunnel. I'm tired of being in fucking entertainment tunnels. Well, have I got a show for you? It's called The Young Pope, <laughs> and it's hilarious. I heard you starting to talk about it the other day, and I. Had not heard about it at all until like literally like the day before you mentioned it. I saw an advertisement for it. And I'm like, what the shit is this? <laughs> I I remember seeing a trailer for it. I want to say like sometime when Game of Thrones was on on HBO and just going like, this could be batshit amazing, and it <laughs> is. Um. I'm like even a couple episodes behind. It's a limited series, so it has your light at the end of the tunnel. Um, it's 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 wackadoo. There's a there's a it's... kangaroo. Uh, it's <laughs> that's all I want to say. That's all I want to say. But if that doesn't if that doesn't if that doesn't do it, then like it does, then nothing matters. If uh. <laughs> Look, I'm all into random animals and projects now. If you didn't hear the Adventures of Ford Fairling podcast, or <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, I am, Especially I am so, all yeah, in. If you throw me, a down under uh, animal into a piece of work, you should be into it. I'm, I'm fucking for it. Which leads me to my wackadoo current prediction at the moment. Same way I just watched the first two episodes. Like, look, my wife loves shitty reality television, and she loves fucking every cooking show known to man. And a lot of times I just give up and I sit there and like very rarely do I get into them. This one got me in right off the gate. It's called My Kitchen Rule. It's on Fox. Why why did I get into it? Because who's one of the five celebrities on this show? But Andrew Dice fucking Clay. I called it. He's back, man. He's back. His wife is not. His wife is no longer his wife. His wife is no longer his wife, but they're still on the show together, and she's way too young for him. Uh, the the commercial he calls him, he says he's a regular old wolf bang putz. The man is gold. 
He's so uncouth. Still, uh, Lance Bass looks like he's going to throw up at any moment. <laughs> Just from know. having to be in the same room with him. Uh, it's know. such fucking it's such fucking trash, but I can't look away because specifically of Andrew Dice Clay. I'm not watching for Lance Bass or fucking this real housewife or Brandy and Ray J and not lithium filled Naomi Judd. I'm watching for Andrew Dice Clay. And next week we get to see him in the kitchen, and I can't wait for him to not serve anybody else food because his fat ass is gonna eat all the dough himself. I can't take this journey with you, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> It's, I don't know what's happening to me, that I am a 30-year-old dad who is falling in love with Andrew Dice Clay. That, that like, has to be a problem. Yes, no, it is. Because here's the thing. I like having conversations about Andrew Dice Clay as this weird, crazy, like, anomaly that you could talk about. I was like, yeah, there was this weird thing that happened in, like, the late 80s, early 90s, where there was this guy. This is all he did. And people are dumb and just, like, lost their minds over it. And as quickly as he came, he went just as quickly. Um, I love talking about it, like, in that context. And then even then, like, he was on one of, like, the later seasons of Entourage. And it was it was good to see him, like, sort of being, you know, a version of himself. Sorry, you were gonna say something? No, no, I'm just I'm 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 listening to you change your own opinion as you talk. Yeah, no, I this is actually happening. It's, uh... <laughs> I'm, not, I'm hearing you be like, look, it was good to see him and he's doing great in this. I'm like, uh-huh. He was critically acclaimed in Blue Jasmine. The dice is yeah. gonna be back. Yeah, but then he had his like showtime show or whatever, and I watched I did watch I think you asked me to watch the first episode of the show. Like, yeah, you're right. I gave you an assignment. <laughs> and it was not good. It was that's. Very uh, bad. I, think I think it's in my Amazon. I think it's on my Amazon Prime queue. Like yeah. I have it, like in the midst of the Wire and Batman the Animated Series. I just have like a fucking Andrew's Clay series in the middle. Natasha Leggero plays his wife, and that's. Uh, I mean, dep- yeah, I guess depending on how you feel about her. Um, no, like I. I I don't mind her at all, but as I can see that combination sucking. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, it was just, yeah. it was just not good. Like they live in Vegas, but, and he's always at the casino and it's weird and it's bad. And he's wearing the gloves and it just sucks. Um, uh, I think he did a WTF with like, it was him and his son. Um, and that was an interesting interview. Again, like, there's those little things where, like, if he shows, like, a vulnerability to himself, it's like, right. oh, you're sort of accessible and you're sort of human. And then, like, he goes, he's like, oh, cool, I won you back. Hey, fucking, uh, I touched all the vaginas. And it's like, dude, fuck off right away. No, you you see that even in this fucking kitchen show where, like, he'll, like, he'll have, like, an analysis of this food. And it's like, oh, that's really cool. And the very next scene is him pulling this guy son and he's looking at my girlfriend's cans. It's like, yeah. oh god! If you're gonna yeah. stand up for it, don't call him cans. <laughs> like, and then she tell, he's telling her to shut up at the table. It's like, no, no, no. Okay. Can we have Mr. Silverstein instead of Mr. Clay? <laughs> now, if somebody makes a Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde esque thing, where you have Mister Silverstein and Mister Clay, that's an even worse idea. So let's just stop talking about it all together. No, bro. 
No, I was going to say, bro. Bro, do you want to be like Dice's Ryan Coogler to like Stallone and like get him an Emmy nomination and write that project with me? <laughs> no, that's all you, man. I'm going to let you take the lead on this one. Uh, so you, you, you mentioned earlier you just wanted a light to, to the end of your entertainment tunnel. Mm-hmm. It just recently had its season finale, and I'm behind on it, but I've seen nothing but amazing things everywhere, and it hasn't been spoiled for me. Watch The Good Place. It's not, it had season finale already? Did it not get a, get a full pickup? It, it, it had a very sh- like truncated season. Um, like It had hmm. like a, a mid-season break or a little hiatus, and then like when it did finally come back, it was just like two or three episodes. Um, okay. but I think like the election, uh, screwed a lot of its scheduling up and stuff like that, but I definitely implore you to watch it. Um, it is, it's, it makes you feel good. Like even more so than, so than just calling it just, Oh, it's a feel good show. It's like, no, it like deep inside of you makes you feel like you're going to be okay. <laughs> It makes you feel like it's gonna be okay. <laughs> I, I, I love everybody involved. It just we there's only I'm gonna get to it in a second. There's only been like kind of one new show from this crop of the of like actual cable, not non cable television that we kind of adopted. But that was definitely the other one that I just totally forgot about that I wanted to to latch onto. So we'll try to try to catch up on that in the next week or so. Yeah, it's a. Super short season. I think it might be like 12 or 13 episodes um, worth every damn second of it, too. Um, You also mentioned another. I know how Sam likes her her reality uh, cooking shows. Mm -hmm. Um, Has she watched the the Great British Bake Off? That's like everything about what she is. That's like that's her. She doesn't like it. <laughs> it's amazing to me. I, d- I don't get it either. Like, she recorded... Her mom loves it. And her mom told her, don't start it. So she started it. And, like, I remember, like, I came through the, the room. And I was like, oh, hey, like, are you done? She goes, yeah, I'm just not. I'm just like, I just can't get into it. I'm like, you watch fucking... You could watch a cooking show that's about, like, fucking convicts. Like, getting a second chance. I'm just making this up so no one freak out. <laughs> <laughs> And, like, she just couldn't. She's like, it's too boring for me. Well, th- that's the thing is there's basically zero conflict. Um, it's just all about people. They're just regular people. They're not, like, professional bakers with nice families trying to, to <laughs> bake really well and impress Paul Hollywood and Mary Barry. Yeah. Here's the thing. Mullet, you watch it. You watch it and you get back to me. <laughs> That's my assignment okay. to you. Because I swear to God, okay. there was one day, it was just like me, Rudy, Robert, and Colin. We were all just hanging out or whatever. Like, we got some food. Then we went back to Rudy's place. And we just like started watching just like, you know, weird shit on Netflix. Like, we watched like a, a fucking a bull riding documentary. And then we watched uh, like half of The Resurrection of Jake the Snake. And I was like, guys, nice. just just give just give uh, Great British Bake Off. Just give it a shot. Because we watched like some other cooking show. That was like, you know, cheap and American and trashy and whatever. So 
Like, put the, it's like, ugh. like I had to twist everyone's arm to do it. Cut to like that Tuesday, and Robert's already finished it. <laughs> like everyone's <laughs> already done with it. Um. So yeah, you watch it. I, and... I will. I will give it a go. Uh, yeah. I, I, I wasn't gonna go too. I, I don't expect you to like get fully engrossed with it, but I expect you to see why people like it. Gotcha. I'll have, I'll have an I'll have an understanding and an appreciation for everyone having an understanding and an appreciation for it. And if you got them takes, if you got some takes on it, you can always come to me. Shoot me a gotcha. text. I got you. Will do. Uh, you were talking about Netflix documentaries. I'm not going to go too far in depth because um, I I talked about it on our show that normally handles it, but he brought it up. Watch Res- Watch Resurrection of Jack the Snake. Watch the Iron Sheet documentary. They're both great. Um, if you haven't caught up on any 30 for 30s, they're pretty much all on Netflix of the newer crop already. It's so like the Four Falls. I'm in my queue. The Four Falls of Buffalo is fantastic. I've watched Believeland probably a dozen times. Um, cried every time. There's uh, there's a lot of goodness on there. One documentary that's not in the sports realm that I checked out. Uh, oh, actually, I checked out a couple on there. Um, I just watched one the other night. It was called Game Over, I think. It's the E.T. Atari documentary. It's really, really short. It's like I think it's like 65, 70 minutes. Um, sure. And it's it's um, Zach Penn, who is like, yeah. you know, yeah, he, he directed it. It was a project for like one of the video game websites, like I think produced it. Uh, and it's just like, it's veiled around them actually digging up the spot where it's the urban legend is that they dumped all the ET Ataris and like how is like people are just obsessed and infatuated with the story. And the through line is also how, you know, Atari rose and then fell and people always blame it on this game and how much yeah. money it lost. It was super short, super, super awesome. Um, super quick. So if you're into that kind of like random crazy thing, definitely give that a, a look. See, I totally forgot that. I didn't even have it on my list. The um the other thing that I watched that was fantastic, I can't recommend I recommend enough, is Life Itself, the Roger Ebert documentary. Ooh. The whole thing's on Netflix. It's two hours and it is fantastic. Um it's just great to watch Roger Ebert uh before, during, and after everything. Just being just such a fucking vestige of entertainment knowledge. Um, it's also great to see like behind the scenes clips of him and Siskel just fucking hating and shitting all over each other. <laughs> There's like two awesome clips of them just fucking like cussing each other out, trying to record a commercial, and it's amazing. <laughs> it's oh, worth man. the price of nothing alone. <laughs> uh, so if you're a if you're a movie fan, let alone like a documentary fan, it's it's right up everyone's alley. I would say so. Definitely give that a uh, give that a, a peep. Um, all right, other quick little things that I have here. Uh, I think we've talked about Atlanta. Um, if we haven't, it's it's my new favorite show on television. So fucking watch it. When Robert was here visiting this past uh, yesterday, yesterday the day before, um, we talked about it. And I was like, bro, like watch, 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 watch it. You will love it. My maybe my favorite episode of television ever was the um, the episode with Paperboy on the fake Tavis Smiley show. Yeah. I forget the name of it. Um, so damn smart. So damn great. Uh, sad that... Happy that Donald Glover is going to be 
the new Lando sad that they're not going to get any Atlanta until 2018. Yeah. Um, that's also, man, that's one of the reasons why, uh, like John Landgraf is like one of my freaking uh, heroes because he's the president of FX and, um, and yeah, like his reasoning for yeah. that was just basically, uh, yeah, we're not going to tell him he can't be Lando. So you no more Atlanta until 2018, which is like, yeah, that's fine. Um, on top of him just otherwise doing a very stellar job uh, at what he does. Um, yeah. Oh, no. What we were saying was, like, I'm pretty sure, like, you gave me an ultimatum. Like, you can only watch one on television network. I might have to go with fucking FX. I think. Because they just Robert give people I, platforms to just go. Yeah. Dude. Robert and I talked about that uh, several times uh, on Picked Up before. And, like, I think, yeah, every time. A- FX is the shit. Um and they, yeah, I give things more of a uh, more of a chance now because of their pedigree. Um, that's why, like, I gave Baskets a shot and I stuck with it. And now I still really, really like it. Um, I'm excited to to see the second season. Um, so tackled that. Uh, not if we talk about game shows on the show. Have you heard about the Wall? Um, I follow uh, Hardwick on Instagram, so I've seen him. Uh, post about it but it's just big old plinko uh produced by lebron james yeah but no it's also like a quiz show like it's not just you fucking drop balls and you win money like there's like there's rounds and if you get questions right you get positive if you get things wrong you get negative um it's a big roller coaster of emotions like fucking deal or no deal is it's good it's good it's it's easy to put on in the middle of doing a bunch of shit and enjoy um it's been a while since we've had a good, like, primetime game show, too, and I hope that it, you know, it's good to have those every 10 years. Yeah. So maybe maybe this one will be, be it. I, I don't know how it's doing, but Sam and I have enjoyed every episode so far, and I, I'll follow Chris Hardwick and LeBron James' projects around, so good for them. Um, okay, well, on the subject of NBC, uh, I have one show that I know you have not watched that we, we discussed that Sam and I are now watching. We're watching This Is Us. I don't know if, like, fatherhood has changed me this quickly, but I'm just a fucking sucker for this sappy, sappy fucking show. Um, We binged it around Christmas time because they had, like, a big-ass marathon, and we also had On Demand where we could catch up on it. Um, And it just fucking hooked us in line and sinker. I, and also, I think it doesn't hurt that it's got maybe like one of the best casts I've seen in a show in a very, very long time. Uh, specifically, my new boy, Sterling K. Brown. I will watch this guy do fucking anything. If you liked him as fucking Christopher Darden on People vs. O.J., you have not seen anything yet. That he he fucking demolishes the show. He fucking chews it up and spits it out every single week, every single scene. He is so damn good, um, and I want I want to see this guy be everything like forever. Um, I don't know if you'd like it. I honestly don't know. I well, I mean, you I would say are in the majority. Uh... Cause it's a hit, <laughs> and people really like the show a lot. Um, Did you like Crazy Stupid Love? Yeah, 
So the so the writers and producers and directors of that are the ones that are, are in charge of this show largely, um, and it's very very reminiscent of that and influ- and I think you know kind of an influence. So if if you like that and can deal with more of the dramatic elements than the comedic elements, and there's plenty of comedic elements, and the funny moments are fucking funny, then I think you actually will like it. Um, it's, and also, it's look. Sometimes it's just good to have some chicken soup for the soul, man. Well, that's like that's, that's how I'm likening it. That's uh, what it always sort of in the marketing seemed to me was like a. Uh, did you ever watch Parenthood when that was on the? No, but everyone fucking loved it for like the 38 seasons it was on. Exactly. Um, so that's just sort of what it seemed like to me. It was just another kind of. Like it was, it was filling that void, um, which is like one of those things where it's just like it's fine to have that. Like it's fine to have something that uh, you know. Um, it's fine for something to be really good and exist sort of on its in its own atmosphere, you know. Because um, between yeah everything else that is happening in the world of TV and movies and, and uh, sports and our lives. Um, you're, you, you just, you can't, you can't get to it all. Um, and that's one of those, that's like, I'm going to make a conscious decision to just let that one pass. Like, I'm sure I'd like it. I just, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. You gotta it's, just yeah. take some balls. <laughs> I I t- totally see it not being for everybody, and I I know like probably like in like a season and a half, I'm be like, fuck, this show is too much. Like every episode, you get every episode, you get like a lump in your throat, and like you're not mad about it. It's like a good lump in your throat. Uh, it's got good twists. Like I I don't know if you've had even like the the the, the whole thing spoiled for you. But there's like huge I, I like no nothing. Okay, I, I won't spoil it in case anybody that's listening like really wants to start. Um, but there's a, like a massive twist in the, the pilot, um, that's kind of a through line for the entire series. And, uh, yeah, it just, it fucking works and it's got great moments. Like I said, the cast, it's good to see major dad crushing it somewhere else too. Joe McRaney. Good for you, man. <laughs> you put up with some shit and it's also just got people that, um, who knew Mandy Moore was good. She's really good. Yeah, I've I've been I've been saying that for a while now. She's really good. Uh, the chick from the AT and T commercials. Uh, she's like yeah. from Kazakhstan or whatever. Yeah. No, she's also like really funny too. I follow her on Twitter. Yeah, she's, she's a stand up. Um, yeah, she she's on it and she's great. Uh, there's a also there's been like some really great cameos. Uh, Alan, rest in peace. Alan Thicke was really good in his scene. Uh, yeah, it's just got a lot of great shit going on. Um. And exactly like you said, with everything else in the world and a lot of, like, drab and dreary entertainment in general, fucking A. Get some chicken soup for the NBC soul. Um, here's something that I just finished recently, recently, and it was on HBO. Was, uh, have you heard anything about Insecure? No, I am not a bit. It is a damn good show, dude. Um... Is uh, written and created and starred in by Issa Rae. I believe she's a 
comedian, a stand-up comedian. Um, Sounds familiar. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's fucking nails. It's, it's like eight episodes, half an hour each. Um, it's got a lot of like actually laugh out loud, funny moments. Um, while also, you know, uh, uh, carrying through a, a good story, uh, over the course of a season. Um, yeah, dude, it's, it's solid. Uh, Rudy and I started it one night after we had a, um, uh, and our father recording session and we were just like dicking around on uh hbl and started watching it yeah man it's legit it's very good nice i think she was nominated for a golden globe too yeah it's, i think that's where i heard the name from yeah oh so, yeah i see where i looked up on wikipedia yeah um things that i watched that i have not followed there's really only well there's two one's fucking ridiculous i just have to mention it just in case spencer and johnny hear this and they already know about this so it was late one night, and I started watching Big Bad Beetleborgs. Oh no! Because I did, I, I was thumbing through like kid shows because I've been, I've been on a big tear recently of like either like trying to sock aside on different platforms, or even like just if they're cheap enough, buying shows from my childhood to share with my child. I want her to kind of, I, she's going to be that fucking kid that's fair fans the Beatles when she's seven years old, but like in television shows, you know. Um, so she's not going to watch fucking Nick Jr. She's going to watch Hanna-Barbera cartoons. So I saw Big Bad Beetleborgs come up, and I was like, I loved that show when I was a kid, but it's Big Bad Beetleborgs. I should probably test this out first. So I started it, and I got through four episodes, and I quit. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> it's so bad. It's so obnoxious. You want to talk about some kids that can't fucking act? Holy shit! It's just, ugh, it, it's grating and irritating. So, just don't. If, if you're curious, just don't. I, I blame Johnny and Spencer mostly because they just brought it up, and I was like, it's not flibber, it's flabber, you bastards. Um, on a different, on a totally different plane. Uh, something else that Sam and I tried that we made an episode and a half through because it's coming back. I think in a few weeks, and we were curious. Was humans. On AMC, I got nothing. You, you haven't, don't remember any of the ads for it or anything. It's basically a you know a world where there's robots that can you know you can take home and they're used as butlers and synths, if you will, is what they're called. It's based from it's based out of Channel Four in in that, Great Britain. That's because I don't get commercials these days oh that's right that's right that's right okay whereas like us like if you watch like the breaking bad marathon over like christmas weekend amc commercials are three things an aspca commercial some other fucking like as seen on tv thing and then whatever project like better call Saul or humans they want to shove down your throat so we saw so many commercials for it i'm like okay let's give it a try and it was just boring it's sad that a john hurt Carrie Ann Moss, well, she's only in the second season, but a, like a, not John Hurt, a William Hurt project is just so fucking drab and, not drab, just lifeless. Yeah. It just didn't type, just didn't catch us at all. So we're like, okay, well, we're done with this. I got, I ain't got time for this. Um, so, yep, couldn't do it. So that one <laughs> was off, off the list. Um, I don't know, man, if you're looking for a robot show, Westworld uh, seemed to have done it pretty well. 
I so Lost World's the top thing on my list. The problem is that Sony still doesn't have a contract with our HBO provider, so I can't watch it on my fucking television. Oh. So it's like who we have HBO through Xfinity, they just don't like fucking PlayStation, so we can't watch it. That's why we never watch fucking Ballers, and I know I'm not missing anything major, but like Sam and I really liked it, but we were watching it on our laptop, and it just didn't fucking work. Um, so I'll, I'm probably just going to sneak Westworld at some point. <laughs> it's just not going to know about it. Uh, wanted to ask, because haven't watched anything but the first episode of the season, what you thought, and you can go ahead and be little spoilers, because I already know what happens, of Walking Dead. Of this, the first half of this last season? Mm-hmm, because Sam did not want to watch it while she was carrying a baby. Or that when she was... a good call. <laughs> or when she was, like, raising a newborn. So I insisted on watching the pilot. So I went in the bedroom and watched it. And knew half of what was going to happen. Figured, pretty much figured out the other half of what was going to happen, too. Yeah. Um, based on reading the comic again, kudos to you for not having that spoiled for you so long. Yeah, I was like right on the the cusp of it too because I've gotten through the first two compendiums, and I haven't. I just haven't oh. the, the the third one yet. That's um, right. The first, second compendium ends at on issue ninety eight. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, oh, that's killer. Yeah, oh, it's, it's right really... there. Um. So, so how did you take to it? Uh, yeah, well, you know, you watch the first episode, and, and if you don't know how bad it's going to be, like, you have an idea of, like, what's going to be bad, so you're, like, bracing yourself, because uh, you know it's going to be bad, but you don't realize how um, how oppressive of a viewing experience it's going to be, and just how much it just doesn't let off the pedal, um, mm-hmm. and, it, and it, you know, had me questioning as to whether or not I wanted to, like, do that anymore which um the second episode uh just proved to me that uh, reaffirmed to me that you know robert kirkman and scott gimple are very smart dudes um because it uh went in a very uh different direction in the second episode um and it was it was great it was a very enjoyable episode um, and it really helped kind of like bring you back on board. Um, and there were a lot of other fun things, uh, throughout the, the season that were like, you know, sort of, sort of memeable and whatnot. Um, uh, but yeah, it was, uh, you know, like it's, it's, it's frustrating. It's, it, it is very frustrating because the character of Negan is so just, uh, just an atrocity and but and and so much so to where like the the actions that are being taken like are offensive <laughs> but mm-hmm. fuck if jeffrey dean morgan isn't just like the most charismatic dude on tv right now and that's and that's why he's fucking perfect for it like it, even that one insane. episode and like so just when you get to experience more of Negan in the comic, you know, it, it's a travesty that they can't go where they go with him. I don't know if you've seen, I think it's on YouTube, but the uncensored version of his speech from the season six finale, where he just gets to be fucking Negan is Man. so good. It's so good. It's like 700 bucks in 10 minutes. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, no, I have not seen that. 
I th- I'm pretty sure it's on YouTube. Um, it's like a it's an uh, it's an extra for the Blu-rays. I think they're going to do that going forward. Is like if you get the Blu-rays, you can they're going to have like a TV episode and a how we really want to do it episode. That's um, which a great which is going to be fucking cool. Sell Blu-rays. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but yeah, no, he's perfect for it. And I've seen like a few clips online. I've seen like kind of how the story is de- like um gone gone on its, on its own path a little bit. We're hopefully going to actually be finally watching it soon because I'm like I'm just wearing her down because she also knows what happens because she reads the comics along with me mm-hmm. and she's like still can't work herself up for it. And I'm like it's it's not real. Like I get I get the emotional attachment to it, but I watched it and like it did fuck me up. But it fucked me up in a way in that, like, I anticipated it, but I didn't think they were going to go as far as they did. Yeah. And I and I was happy that they did. And now I'm kind of a little concerned in that the way people's reactions have been to it, they are going to be letting their foot off the pedal a little bit, from what I've heard. Like, they openly admitted to, like, oh, the second half of the episode, because of how, the second half of the season, how people reacted, we kind of lessened the violence. And it's like, you're the fucking walking dead. Like, people watch this because of that at first, and now they have emotional attachments to people, and you're having them go out the way they should go out, and now people are really being to probably quote Negan at some fucking point, fucking little pussy fucking bitches about it. Um, it's funny that you bring up the idea of the, uh, the emotional attachments, because going through this season, I definitely felt the least attached to any of the actual characters that were on the show. Like I was still watching, and I just wanted to know what happened, and I was still interested in the story, but like I really didn't feel connected to anybody, really. Because, you know, it, part of it does sort of feel like it's getting more comic-y, because so some of the characters are getting more broad... Well, and, we have a guy with a fucking tiger now. Right. So that doesn't yes. help. And <laughs> a guy named Jesus. And, yes. like, you know, a a, a, a supervillain, you know? Um, so it yeah. did kind of lose that sort of um, uh, just... <sighs> the world did need to get bigger. Um, and it came at a price. Because, like, the, mm-hmm. the longer you do the show, you can't just keep, like, these eight people, like, just running into, like, eight more people every other season or whatever. Um, like, the world had to get bigger. Um, and, yes, yeah, and you don't get to spend as much time. Like, one of my, uh, still, to this day, like, one of my favorite runs of the show was the second half of season four after Terminus. And they're all, like... Uh, uh, or no, 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 no. Sorry. After the uh, prison. prison. Yeah. And they're mm-hmm. on the way to Terminus and you just get entire episodes dedicated to like two to three characters. And, yeah. and that was the, that was the, the, my favorite because you actually are buying in and yes. becoming invested mm-hmm. into these people that otherwise were just like, you know, tertiary characters, but like, no, I just spent an hour, hour with them and I feel, I feel good, you know? I think, unfortunately, the general populace didn't like those kind of episodes. So, like, well, now I know, right. like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, well, like, like, now, yeah, like... Fuck them. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. But, like, unfortunately, you know, this show was getting 20 million viewers, and now it's on, like, 15, which demo- which still kills anything else. 
but like they're freaking out and it's on season seven like the bubble's gonna burst at some point if you're still bringing in 10 million people a fucking week you're you're fine you're beating everybody everything but football okay you're okay tell the fucking story you want to tell most successful the most successful shows get to do seven seasons you know like yeah they're they're and playing they, with house money at this point. And they have I'm just trying to think of like where we are in the comic story now. We're all like on issue like one fifty like in the one sixties, I think, or like one fifties, I can't remember. One of the two. Um so we probably have in terms of like where the story's gonna go to catch up, probably at least two seasons. And but I, I I don't know how long Kirkman's gonna do it. I know he's kinda looking for an end game at some point. Because I think he probably hates <laughs> hates The Walking Dead at this point, yeah. to a certain extent. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, but something interesting you point out is that kind of how I feel reading the comic now. Because I'm reading it as it goes live. Like I have an actual subscription to it, which is something I'm going to get to here in just a second as we kind of wrap up. Is um, I kind of feel that way as I'm reading the comic because of Negan and that he is by far the best part of the story without question. Yeah. If there is, if there is an attachment that I have to anyone, it's to like him. Cause I just want to know more about like this dude, you know, it's, he like, is, not rooting is such, for him, but like, I, you, I, it, it, you do though. <laughs> like you don't, you root for him in the sense that you just want him to be the story. You root for him and that you want to see more of him. And the more wins he gets, the more he's on my screen. And that exactly. makes me happy. Exactly. And that, without, like, massively spoiling anything, like, it, it stays with you. <laughs> so, like, from where the story goes, you know, you're still in that, you're still in that mindset. So, mm-hmm. um, so I'm interested to see how it plays out on TV, because I know people, like, think, like, he doesn't translate. It's just people that don't understand the source material and don't, you know, like, get that Jeffrey D. Morgan is absolutely pitch perfect. Well, I mean, that's, that's an interesting point though, is like the, it should be able to divorce itself from the source material. It know? should. And it is definitely, I mean, from, from again, from what I've been minorly spoiled in the first half of the season, there are a couple things where I'm like, I don't even know, you know, like when they did Terminus, I, I kind of had a feeling that was going to be the cannibals or yeah. the, the Wanderers, whatever they were called. Um, but now, like, I see a couple things, I'm like, I don't see a correlation. Like, where are they going to go with this? Where are they going to do with, you know, this? Who's going to replace this person? Well, there's really nobody to replace in this sense. Um, so I'm intrigued in that. I'm interested in that. Uh, so who knows? I, I just need to fucking watch like catch up. But I, I hadn't heard you really talk about it, so I wasn't sure how you felt about it. So I'm glad I kind of got, got your take. Um, is there any other TV that you have that you wanted to bring up or mention? Cause that's all I had for TV. Um, no, I'm super behind on a lot of stuff. I mean, we didn't really get a chance to talk about it on pod swoggle, but from a television narrative point of view, um, I've actually really been liking the stories on Lucha underground this season. I have too. I'm very sad that we don't have it until the summer. You know, it it's a good break 
because yes. the season is so long this year. Yeah. Um, it, it, hey, if anything, again, this is really like inside talk right now. It made fucking making four spots in Marcho Madness easy on me. <laughs> well, really, two because Drago, Phoenix, and Aerostar are going to have a playing match against each other because uh, they're six man tag champions. And they don't have a Gift of the Gods champion, so that was a spot that's freed up, too. Um, so that was yeah, good. But yeah, no. I, yeah, whereas, like, really last. Good. Last season, I was, like, down on the stories. Uh, this season, yeah, all the stories, I'm totally in on. Agreed. It has been... It's always very good television, and it's it's batshit at times in the best way possible. Um, you, hashtag gauntlet hand. And, <laughs> and, yeah, even if you don't like wrestling, I think it has a little something for everybody you can really enjoy. For sure. Um... The last thing, so I said at the start to kind of talk everything. I really don't have too much movies to talk because I have a newborn. And, you know, we've talked about it on on um, on our podcast. Unless you had something specifically you wanted to mention beyond, you know, my La La Land and Moana and Sing Opinions, which is like the only three things I've seen. Yeah. Um, um, go ahead. Moana has better songs than La La Land. Oh, by far. (laughs) So don't nobody out there get it twisted. Um, It's better. (laughs) I, I am really offended that your welcome is not going to be best original song. I feel strictly because the rock sung it. It, People were like, fuck it. Don't, bother let's nominate one of these other two songs which admittedly are also great yeah but we are full-on getting robbed of a of, of a live performance of your welcome at the oscars and it's uh it, it's 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 a damn uh, travesty it sucks that's the that's um, the funniest and best song in a disney movie since uh never had a friend like me i mean it was definitely the that of that song also uh i think like uh heels and heels mentioned it on their podcast last week and I totally forgot how good "Shiny" is. Damn, that's such I, a good song. I as soon as like "Your Welcome" is done, I'm like, oh god damn it! Okay, what am I listening to now? And then "Shiny" starts. I'm like, oh shit, "Shiny"! I forgot yeah. every time. It's like low key, just like, uh, like uh, assassin, <laughs> totally catches you from surprise. Um, Great. Yeah, it's very very good. I, uh, Tony, I was talking with uh, Moana. Uh, about Moana with Tony. Um, I was telling him about like the soundtrack and the songs and he asked me to kind of like rank it Disney all time. Um, or he has, he at least asked me to like compare it to like Lion King, hmm. which I had to like do the quick math of like songs you could s- definitely sing along to. And I, I came to the conclusion Lion King still tops it. I I think just because of it's been in our, it's been in our lives longer or more, I would probably have to agree with you. But I think as a through and through like entertainment, like entertaining story, I would I would probably say Moana. But like an overall film, I might probably give it to Lion King. There, think about the Lion King soundtrack. It's bangers, dude. It's nothing but bangers. True. Now I just want to fucking watch Lion King, man. Shit. 
Um, what? All right. Interesting one. Because um, they both came out last year. Moana or Zootopia? Moana, by far. Cool. I love Zootopia. Good. I thought Zootopia was great. It's fantastic. It's probably going to win the Academy Award. Moana was better to me in every way. Every way. Yeah. Like Beyond, except, except social commentary. <laughs> no. Um, but Zootopia's was a little more overt, whereas like Moana was just saying so much about what it wasn't about, you know? Yeah, I agree. I still, for me, it's Moana all day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like, even in social commentary, I think it's, it's, Moana was, was, uh, uh, silently more social than Zootopia. I, I fuck, I want to watch Moana like right now. <laughs> so good. Um, uh, Sam and I, did you catch Rogue One? No, so uh, this past weekend when we were in Miami uh, for my birthday and visiting family, we had uh, in-laws watch the baby, and we were going. We went to the f- movies with the intention of seeing Rogue One, and for whatever reason, like the time, like they just it was only playing like two times non three D, so it just didn't work out in our timetable. So we saw Sing instead because Sam wanted to see Sing, and it was fine. It's it's a, it's an Illumination Entertainment film. It was fine. Yeah. It was what it was. It's not a uh, Disney movie. It's fine. Just, I want to hear it out of your mouth because when you asked me, I went through my diatribe and then you were just like, yeah, me too. But give me your takes on La La Land. So, initially when I walked out, I was like, that was great. I, I, I don't think it was as great as everyone had hyped it up, but I still really, really liked it. And now everyone's like negative opinions are just starting to drag me down. <laughs> like, well, that's the the, the, the the backlash machine right there, man. Because like, yeah, it's... I had seen it uh, with our good friend Andrew Zangry, uh, while where like the only hype was like I had seen the trailer and I knew it was getting favorable reviews. That's all I know. Um, and and yeah, and we came out of it. Uh, he loved it. For all I know, he still loves it to this day. And I was like trying mm-hmm. to be my true self, but I felt bad about hating on it because it is such a positive movie. But it's sorry, a positive. Th- no, it's fine. It's a positive throwback that puts Hollywood stars in it to portray people that are like trying to become, you know amazing entertainers and you know there's the argument of oh they're not as good as singers or players or whatever because that's like part of the story and like people were getting hung up on that part and it wasn't even like a yeah that i couldn't yeah that that never even crossed my mind um they are fine in singing and dancing and doing what they have to do um ultimately my two things that i left the movie with like not liking were kind of what we already discussed was that for a musical it's wholly forgettable. And ter- yep. there's not one thing that, besides, as you said in our private conversation before, City of Stars, that's the only thing I know. I remember, about I know. Emma Stone's crazy aunt in France. Yeah. I was expecting that to be like, everyone says like it's a show stopping number. I didn't mean like, like the movie like kind of screeches to a halt and she just sings that song. I thought she was like, <laughs> I thought she was like, like literally like tearing the roof off the place and like a, like a fucking bomb ass number 
No, well, and um, I, I was actually, I really did like that, uh, that sequence, that number, yeah. all of that, because it was the moment where it's just like she did kind of open up her vocal range and actually sing a little bit. Yeah, it was a. Uh, I, I thought the number was really good, and it was exactly what I wanted it to see. I thought she she did sing it really well, um, and it felt good when you were watching the movie. You're like, oh fuck, yeah, here we go. Um, Man. So that's so that that was one of the big ones is that like I was expecting like you know this to like rev- like revitalize the original musical and like mm-hmm. I like I like I said I someone gave me a bunch of like iTunes gift cards for Christmas so like I bought the La La soundtrack like ahead oh. of time because I was like we were going to the movie like the next day and I was like oh I'm already gonna have it and, like I haven't played it once oh. <laughs> because because it's like I I don't have a, a feeling for it I liked the the Golden Globes opening, which was the parody of the opening of La La Land, and thought that was more memorable than the actual La La Land opening. <laughs> so that was that was a, a negative to me, and the other negative was just kind of the the bare bones kind of BS story that you know tried to prop itself up to be you know the story for what is going to be the best picture of the year. It just wasn't anything spectacular. I, I like the the emotion. I like the intention behind it. I like the performances. It's wonderfully directed, and Damien Chazelle deserves best director. Totally, he directed his ass. He directed his ass off. Absolutely. He, he. I will see anything that he does just based off a of whiplash for a very long time until here, here. he really starts throwing out. And so he starts throwing out stinkers, which well, a lot of land is not like a, a Fantastic Four movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or if he makes like a, if he's like a fifth jazz movie, I'm going to be like, okay, yo, look, <laughs> you're on jazz probation. You like jazz. <laughs> Which I already know. Like, I think as his next movie is like a Neil Armstrong movie. Um, surprisingly enough where Neil Armstrong likes jazz. Son of I was going to say, uh, Neil Armstrong, the jazz trumpet, <laughs> the jazz walker. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So, and Louis Armstrong goes to the moon. I uh I... it's a okay, here we That's go. Right. It's a body really switch joke. movie. <laughs> Neil Armstrong, Louis Armstrong. Take me to the moon. I fucking I fucking love it. I say to myself, what a wonderful moon. That's one Ow. small step for man. <laughs> One small step for mankind. Uh, so, yeah, long or short of it, it's a good film. Yeah. Nothing more, nothing less. It is. I have not seen any of the other Best Picture nominees. I, I have a baby. It's not possible to do that anymore. I'm dying to see Moonlight. I've heard everything I feel like I need to hear about Arrival to know that I probably won't like it. I've... I That's just bought... Hell- I know. I, I just bought Hell or High Water for super cheap on sale, and I'm excited to watch it because I love everybody involved. Um, Hell or High Water. It didn't get nominated for Best Picture, but it's the uh, like the Western bank heist movie with Jeff Bridges and Chris Pine that oh. like randomly got like like 99 on Rotten Tomatoes, and right. like everyone's like geeking out about. Uh, I have no interest in Lion. I have no interest in. I even have to fucking pull him up. I have no interest in Fences. I have no interest in 
um, Hacksaw Ridge. Oh, I have no interest in Manchester by the Sea. I have no interest in Hidden Figures. I just, I, I, I'm more interested in the personal stories. Like I want to see Loving instead of all those movies because everyone says it's great, and it seems to be like a picture that has something that it wants to say, just like Moonlight. All I'm saying I, is get, try to get these movies, even the ones you're saying you have no interest in. Try to get them in now before all you're seeing are Minions movies, man. Oh, I know. And I don't know if that episode has aired yet. Oh, no, it's on Alvin and the Chipmunks coming up in, like, f- four weeks. Uh, yeah. Sam and I go into it at nauseum where we're like, That's your fuck. life. Fuck. Oh, no, we, well, we're drawing a line. We don't give a fuck. I will make my child cry for three hours before we go see certain movies. <laughs> if my child wants to go see Boss Baby, go to your room. Watch Dinosaurs. I have the complete set on DVD. Watch it instead. It's good. Um, yeah, so that's where I'm at, movie-wise. <laughs> um, uh, of course, catching up on all other kinds of movies uh, through through the podcast. Um, the other thing I kind of wanted to, to bring up, because uh, you know we're going long, and I am totally out of the, the loop in terms of sports. I have not been watching anything at all. Um was I, I mentioned it in passing earlier, but I officially have subscriptions to comic books at comic book stores. Um, particularly in a couple things I feel like you'd be very interested in that I feel like I've brought to your attention that I'm not sure if you've kind of researched or gone through with. Um, the Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle adventure book is fucking dope. It is the Batman animated series timeline with the current Nickelodeon Ninja Turtles fused together. And it's just so much fucking mindless fun that doesn't take itself seriously, that's tongue-in-cheek. It is everything I wanted it to be. It's only two issues in, but it is really, really good. And I hope it goes on for a very, very long time. Um, have Have you done anything with it at all or heard anything? Nothing at all, man. I wish. Uh, that's all I gotta say is I wish. All all my money that I have, um, pretty much goes into uh, transit, food, <laughs> and podcasting. <laughs> it's uh, everything of my money goes to getting out of debt, baby stuff, and then the little bit of money that I have left for myself every month goes to now comic books and like movies. Um, and on the very small occasion, retro wrestling toys um, when they come out, which don't forget that I have yours here. I don't know how you're going to get back to them next, next week, but if necessary, I can ship them to you if you want. No, I gotta, I'll have a big bag. Okay, good. Uh, so that, that is very, very good. Um, the first issue of the justice league power Rangers crossover just started. Not as good as the Batman Ninja Turtles one. And from talking with our good friend Steve Rial, who, if, if you're listening to Married Movies, you've heard is a huge comic book guy. We've kind of had discussions as he knows I'm like getting deeper and deeper into not even serious comics. I'm going into like comics that are like all these fucking really pop culture you know, crossovers that I find just like intriguing, interesting. Yeah, you're going into the things that are like the sweeps of comics. You're going into literally crossover episodes. Yeah, uh, and they do these all the time. Well, these are, like, actually, like, the starts of, like, series, though. Like, these aren't just, like, 
Well, I think the, the Justice League Power right, Moon might be like right. a limited series, but like the Ninja Turtle things go in until it's done. Right. But um, like to someone who's done been in the game for, for a while, like they're probably not really messing with those, I imagine. Oh, no. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, but like exactly. I. As I said to Steve, I, I've kind of become like a completist at this point where, like, if I wanted to get into these serious Batman stories, I would have to spend buku bucks reading everything, even if there's no continuity to them. I would, I want to have it all. And I don't have the time or the money to do that, so I'm getting in these in the, in the ground floor. Plus, these are cultural things from my childhood that I cherish. You're also um, uh, knocking out, like, two birds with one stone for each of them as well. Absolutely, and also I'm again. Everything I get now that I keep is either a further entertainment for my child, or b going directly towards her future college fund. So you know it's a double edged sword. <laughs> um, but talking from him, he's like, yeah, crossovers are kind of always the same thing, and both of them are. It's like, oh, there's a portal to another dimension, and at the yeah. end of this, everything's going to be back to normal, and it doesn't matter. I and that's very. Go ahead. Yeah, like, well, like a few years ago, I I did try to to keep up with the um tmnt ghostbusters crossover and it right. was exactly this yeah it was that it was that's all they are them. and that's how that's how the justice league power Rangers thing starts like at first it's like really cool and like zach's in the middle of a crater and it's angel grove like angel grove is gone and he's like everyone's dead because of me and superman's like it's all right and then it's like 36 hours earlier and it's like okay well this is going to be negated in like six issues yeah. But, you know, I'm along for the ride. You know, it's fun. Anytime I can see the pterodactyls or fly off with the Batmobile in its mouth, how am I not going to watch that or read it or enjoy it? Like, how do I like end that issue and be like, fuck that. I don't want to know what's going on. No, give me more. Um, in that realm, though, the Power Rangers comic on its own that Boom Studios is about a year through right now is also fucking great. And it's got a lot of critical acclaim already. Um, just doing, like, really cool, unique things and taking, like, the original series, like, seriously and creating these really cool, unique storylines and changing a lot of them up. Um, it's kind of getting me too excited for the movie that I'm sure is going to be bad. <laughs> um, but at the same token, if it is bad, then cool. I have this comic book that I'm reading that, you know, reminds me of my childhood, but also I feel good reading now because it's kind of targeted for our demographic. Right. So that's about 12 issues in. That's been really, really good. Um, and the other one that I just started to read, again, not mainstream or anything, uh, IDW Publications has a Back to the Future comic. It's yeah, about seen that. 16 issues in. Uh, I just picked up the trades uh, with some birthday money, so I'm trying to catch up so I can get there because they're really quick and poppable. If you're a Back to the Future fan, they are really, really good in that they fill in, like, holes that, like, you never even kind of, like, thought about or, like, weren't even sure you wanted to know really, really well and convincingly. Bob Gale, the writer of Back to the Future, is a writer on the comic book. It's not just, like, left in the hands of people that, you know, they're like, oh, I like Back to the Future. Can we do this? Sure. Like, no, he's heavily invested and is the one filling in these holes. Hmm. Um, so, like, yeah, like, it tells you, like, how Doc and Marty met, uh, like, how they had early problems, you know, how Marty was, like, like trying to steal stuff from Doc. Um, and then I'm starting into, like, actual, like, new original stories of it as well. Um, yeah, it's intellect, it's good intellectual property from original creators that is adding to something that, if you're fond of, it's not ruining it at all. I'm actually 
kind of a, a really neat, cool Easter egg add-on. So uh, if you're into comics, but not like serious comics, <laughs> those are my recommendations. Check those out. Um, all good stuff on my end. And Walking Dead, like I've talked about earlier. Uh, did you ever read the Ghostbusters? I know you told me about it, and I'm, I saw it in the store recently. Of course, they have like a Ghostbusters comic running now, but like the Ghostbusters get real, like where like the real Ghostbusters met up with like the actual Ghostbusters. Did you ever read that? Nope. Okay, I wasn't. I thought for some reason I thought that you had, so I was gonna ask you how it was before I picked it up. But um, yeah, that's uh, that's Mullet's Comics Corner. I'm trying to wear. I'm 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 wearing Steve down to try to eventually get him to do some comic show for the network. Uh, one day maybe I will finally get to him to be able to do that, and we'll have actual serious comic conversations. Right on, man. That's what I got. Do you have anything else? I got nothing else. Sorry, I feel like I just talked every yours and everyone's ear on ear off about what my life has been. <laughs> That's all right, man. That's what we're all here for. But um, we're all here for each other. It's it's <laughs> God knows we need to be these days. Oh, yeah, and, like, the world sucks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the world is terrible. That's why, That's why. hey, I'm surrounding myself with fucking kitschy, silly shit to keep my mind at ease with everything else that's going on in the world. And, and not um, to ignore it, because, you know, God knows you got to stay woke and call your senators and all that. But, you know... For someone in your position, your plate's a little full right now. So everybody, on behalf of Mullet, do some goddamn work. Yeah, do some work, and I'm I'm supporting do for, you. For, do it for the do it for the damn baby. Okay. Do it. Yeah. Do it. Do it for Jillian, huh? Well, I'm sitting kicked back on my couch reading fucking Batman Ninja Turtle comic books. Go out there and march and fight. Oh yeah, yeah you yeah. have my Never support. Mind. You do have time to call your senator. Uh, <laughs> They're comic books. They take me three minutes to read. I'm an adult. So finish one, call that spineless fuck Marco Rubio, and then <laughs> pick up another one. Hey, Marco, you fucking leech. You look like one of the worms from The Little Mermaid. <laughs> Devious fuck. <laughs> Nailed it. God's prick. Um, yeah, I'm good. I, I, this was good. This is healthy. It's good. It's healthy. What, uh, oh, what's the fucking last? Uh, what's that's good? It's healthy. We're bonding. Is that it? Yeah, yeah, I think that's it. Are okay. we bonding? We're bonding. Yeah. Is oh. Doctor Ken still on the air? Is that show still on the air? It is. It is. I'm pretty sure it still is. So is uh, the house or whatever. Uh, yeah. I don't. Here's I don't feel bad for any of the recommendations I've given on this show. Then here's yeah. No, that's the thing. Is Friday night is the night that shit fucking like the 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 ass cheek walls of sitcoms go to live on friday nights where they, they there are no expectations and so they they could just live in their filth on friday nights so i'm pretty sure that's where it is <laughs> that is disgusting <laughs> well the shows are bad so you know. Oh, I feel so bad for people that are in on Friday nights and they're like, oh, let's watch television. Pop a movie in instead, please. Yeah. If you don't have Netflix, go to Redbox. If those are still a thing, I do not know. Um, yeah, they are. You they know, are. or like, you know, fuck. 
fuck your wife. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, fuck your significant other. Go fuck somebody else. Not, I mean, like, if you're married, don't fuck somebody else. But, like, if you're a person and you don't in a relationship, just go fuck. That's why I just left it open to interpretation. Because <laughs> I was going to dig myself into a hole. That's what I was going to do. <laughs> and I was, I was, I was going to give bad advice. Into every, like, social, like, climate thing. Like, you know, and you could, you could fuck anybody, you know? Like, it's all fluid now. It doesn't even matter. Yep. All fluid. Ugh, I admit it's I'm gross. All right, let's wrap this up. <laughs> well, I mean, you do deal with a lot of fluids on a daily basis nowadays, bro. Man, these little things got a lot in them. <laughs> it's nuts. Well, buddy, <laughs> on, <Yeah>. on <laughs> I think uh, on that note, why is the world of life trending right now on Facebook? What? Oh, okay, it's just like um, everything you need to know about the 2017 Royal Rumble. Sorry, so it's nothing important. <laughs> they made it like two days earlier, or like four days earlier. It's like, what? Why is it on now? Yeah, no, it's really weird because, like, you know how the trends on Facebook, like, they usually have the little arrow going up or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This one just has a big red live next to it. So it uh, made me nervous. Fucking like, scary. Are we missing it? it? What the fuck happened? Uh, uh before we go. You can edit this out, but before we go off the air, we'll have to share with you Spencer's picks. Well, let's just sign off and then. That's what I meant, yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much for listening to The Blank Slate. Uh, check us out on arcadeaudio.net along with all the other shows in our network. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. Leave us a review. helps us out so very much. Uh, hopefully five stars as well. Uh, make sure you subscribe. These podcasts come up very randomly, so that way you never miss an episode. You get them automatically when there is a new one. Um, hit us up on Twitter at blank slate pod. Yep. Email at blank slate podcast at gmail.com. That doesn't matter anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Just fucking at your host mullet on Twitter at rich cami on Twitter. If you like, if you like the blank slate, that's where you can reach us. (laughs) Yes. Um, yeah, I'm good. If you're good. Um, I will say this. Um, oh, yeah. I'm try to get this up on uh, Friday. So um, a week and a day from uh, when this drops on De- or, wow, uh, February 3rd in Gainesville, Florida. If you are in the Florida, uh, northern central Florida region, um, our father is going to be doing its first live show ever at the Gainesville Improv Festival. Uh, you can get tickets at GainesvilleImprov.com. Uh, and then also I will be uh, teaching two podcast workshops uh, earlier that day. Um, so you can uh, check out GainesvilleImprov.com for more information about how to attend those workshops if you're in that area. Um, and I said it before and I'll say it again. That was super weird to actually do sincerely to have a thing. I, I'm so upset that i have a baby and cannot accompany you uh, oh I, i'm i've already gone through the the process of being upset with you forgiving you um and it being okay with it if anything take consolate uh take um take what, what's the phrase i'm looking for take solace solace, solace in the fact that i'm not going because the last time we each taught a workshop somewhere your kids hated you and my kids loved me yeah, so yeah, yeah. 
we would not want that to happen again. So this with... time around, the kids are going to love me, and they're going to hate Rudy. That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully that's the case. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but knock them dead. Uh, start start those youngins off with their podcasting so very well. And uh, yeah, that's all I got for Rich. This is Mullet. Signing up for the bet, the blank slate. Catch you later. You can go ahead and delete, and delete this, now. this now. Just later. <laughs> you go, you could have gone ahead and deleted this an hour ago. <laughs> Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.